Hey, Crypto Pals, this is your Silo Sensei Gen Con, and welcome to the whirlwind of whimsy that is BTX Breakroom, brought to you by the cool cats at Radish Digital. We're here to make you laugh, learn, and maybe snort your coffee. Our mission is to help peel back the layers of BPX from the inner workings to the downright delightful. We're cracking open the vaults of Barefoot Republic, Home Team Heroes, Miners, Wonders, and the oh-so-mischievous Raz. Each month, we dive deep into one silo, and every week, we're stirring up the pot with interviews, jokes, and the occasional conspiracy theory. X-Spaces is our turf, and you're all on the guest list. BPX Break Room isn't just for the crypto connoisseurs. It's where the curious minds mingle. Whether you're a seasoned BPX guru or just testing the crypto waters, this silo soiree is for you. Bring your questions, bring your pals, and let's turn this BPX Break Room into a block party. Hey, everybody. This is Discord user Slappy White with Radish Digital. That's digital with a J. Coming to you live in X Spaces. And we're going to get Gen Con up on stage in a second. This is BPX Break Room. And today we have the Wonders Clash. Ladies and gentlemen, magic mavens of wonder enthusiasts, come and welcome to the stage of creativity where your dreams become the stars of the show. I'm your silo sensei, Gen Con, and this is Wonders Clash, where the extraordinary takes center stage. Today, we're not just exploring wonders, we're celebrating your wonders. It's a spectacle of imagination where each submission is a ticket to a realm of enchantment. We've got a front row seat to witness the magic within your minds as you share your favorite wonders and their captivating stories that bring them to life. But wait, the magic doesn't stop there. It's not just about showcasing these wonders. It's about you, our audience, becoming the judges. Get ready to cast your votes and decide which wonder deserves the top spot. So get settled, grab your beverage of choice, and let's dig into the mysterious world of wonders. Wow, Jen. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so for folks following along in the audience, is that you're going to go to radishdigital.com, and what you're going to do is under vetted partners, you're going to see the wonders clash. Now, I just took away the password protection because ahead of the show... Jen needed a chance to look at it. So I password protected the page so she could get in there and take a look at this, this artwork. But you should be okay now to go ahead. We're going to be, please keep your focus on Jen. We're going to, we're going to get to the stories and you're going to hear them read here. But we're not going to be able to get through all 60 seconds. And so we're going to judge things based on 60, 60 seconds, right, Jen? Because it's not fair to the folks who some people tailored it to 60 seconds. And other people, they tailored it to 60 minutes, right? Yeah. yeah, there are some long ones in here. <laughs> and I right. read really slow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, we're going to, so the competition is this. The person who wins this, we're going to get the voting up afterwards. We're going to do a couple things. We'll set up a voting site on Radish, not at Twitter, because for folks who remember Lost Miners, is that remember when Caroline was going in the final of season one and she got Von Doom to retweet and asked to vote for her? And in, in the the vote count just when it broke and it didn't work. I mean, it, it clearly didn't show all the votes that she was getting. And so we will have voting taking place at radishdigital.com. So we won't have that problem. But as an incentive for people to vote, I do have several of the trading cards from the first beta test, public beta test, and they were signed by Frenchie. So one of the cards that was signed by Frenchie 
that was played on the very first public game day. We are going to give that away to somebody randomly, to someone who votes. And one of the other things we're going to do, Jen, and it, we'll, we'll get this out after. You don't have to rush to do it right now because we don't have the voting up right now. Again, we want folks to focus now. But you'll also get two additional entries into winning it if you screenshot that you're subscribed to BPX After Dark. I mean, BPX Break Room. So just because we used to have one block packs podcast platform and we broke it apart so folks can just follow Break Room or After Dark or whatever. So going to allow folks to like get three entries into winning this card signed by Frenchie that was played on the first day. One is going to be if they vote and then two if they subscribe to your podcast, Jen. How does that sound? That sounds fantabulous. All right. So now you have an iPhone. I have an iPhone. And of course, for Droid users, they do not have the luxury of the soundboard. So I will say this is that um, we, how about we use, I think in the soundboard, Jen, there is a air horn that can be blown. And so you want to be very strict on the 60 seconds, right? Yes. Okay. And so how about we blow the, I'm not seeing the air horn right now. And by the way, I will say, I mean, we can do well, that's kind of weak. That's not going to interrupt you if you're talking. Is that I'm looking at the different... Uh, do we want to use that? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Okay. So we'll go with that. And I will say we've got Hawkwind in here. He's going to be the first to read his. And so for other individuals is that please come up on stage and you're welcome. I see Cloud's here. Hopefully he's going to come up. Rodman's here. Hopefully he's going to come up and read it. And of course, everybody, and according to Hen is here, and hopefully he can come up. I know what he said. So with Hawkwind, uh, Jen, he's up on stage. I'm not sure if you want to go to him first. I'll go ahead and grab the image of who he is going to be talking about. And would you like me to time the 60 seconds, Jen, or would you like to impress? By the way, Jams is in the audience. He asked if he could read his as well. All right. Well, I can see Ben is requested to come up on stage and, Cla and Cloud as well. All right. So you've got an embarrassment of riches now, Jen. Fabulous. Awesome. All right. Who do I see? All right. Ben, are you there? I am here. Hello. How are you today? I'm awesome. The silo sensei is, uh, I, I, I couldn't love that much more than I do. <laughs> I'm so glad. I went through a bunch of different names. That one just seemed to fit. <laughs> oh, that's the best. That's the best right there. Okay, so let's So see. am I going first? Name? I had it muted for a second while I read and timed myself to see uh, what I'm looking at here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are going first because we were having difficulties with uh, with Hawkwind. So you are you Did are you lose off. me? Ben, can you ben, hear me? Ben, can I you can hear you now. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. All right. Am I, am I going first? Is that what was being said? Yes, you are going first. Yes, Grandpa. Yes, Grandpa. <laughs> first. All turn, right. All turn right. Your I got. Turn your hearing aids have, up. Let's go. I have an Android, so all right. Um, <laughs> am, am I free to start whenever? You are free. Tell us the name of your your wonder, and then we will start the clock. You can read your story. Red Stooling Hunter. In the mythical realm of Petraia, where the skies were adorned with swirling hues of indigo and crimson, there lived a magnificent owl named Red Stooling Hunter. With feathers ablaze and vibrant shades of red, blue, and gold, Red Stooling was a sight to behold. As the guardian of the enchanted forest, Red Stooling Hunter 
possessed extraordinary powers bestowed upon him by the ancient spirits of Petraea. With eyes that gleamed like precious gems and wings that shimmered in the moonlight, he soared through the night sky, vigilant and majestic. His keen senses and swift reflexes made him an unparalleled hunter, feared by the creatures of the forest and revered by those who sought his protection. With each flap of his mighty wings, he patrolled the canopy, ensuring harmony and balance prevailed. But Red Stooling Hunter's true strength lay in the compassion and wisdom. Despite his formidable appearance, he was a gentle soul, always ready to lend a helping talent to those in need. Whether it was guiding lost travelers through the labyrinthine paths of Petraea or offering solace to the weary souls who sought refuge beneath his branches, Red Stooling was a beacon of hope in a world fraught with darkness. And so, under the watchful gaze of the stars and whispered secrets of the forest, Red Stooling Hunter continued his timeless vigil, a colorful symbol of courage and grace in the boundless expanse of Petraea. <laughs> <laughs> Disqualified for going over the time. <laughs> so close. All I can picture was like you running around a track and getting faster and faster. <laughs> I, I, I wish I had like a timer in front of me, then I would have nailed it, but such All is right. life. Hey, Jen, can we do something with Ben one more time? Ben, you're going to get cut off, and we have the entire narrative on the website so people can see it. Can we give Ben 60 more seconds and I want you to read that like your normal pace. And I want to hear what I want to hear how much you get in at your normal pace. Can we have him do 60 <laughs> seconds knowing he's going to get cut? <laughs> That's the fastest I've ever heard you talk, Ben. I know. I mean, I, when I heard that there was going to be an alarm, I figured I should speed it up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Let's, let's see how far normal Ben gets. Okay. Red Stooling Hunter, in the mythical realm of Petraea, where the skies were adorned with swirling hues of indigo and crimson, there lived a magnificent owl named Red Stooling Hunter. With feathers ablaze and vibrant shades of red, blue, and gold, Red Stooling was a sight to behold. As the guardian of the enchanted forest, Red Stooling Hunter possessed extraordinary powers bestowed upon him by the ancient spirits of Petraea. With eyes that gleamed like precious gems and wings that shimmered in the moonlight, he soared through the night sky, vigilant and majestic. His keen senses and swift reflexes made an unparalleled hunter, feared by the creatures of the forest and revered by those who sought his protection. With each flap of his mighty wings, he patrolled the canopy, ensuring harmony and balance prevailed. But Red Stooling Hunter's true strength lay in his compassion and wisdom. Despite his formidable appearance, he was a gentle soul, always ready to lend a helping talent to those in need. Whether it was guiding lost travelers through the labyrinthine paths of Petraea or offering solace to the weary souls who sought refuge beneath his branches, Red Stooling was a... That wasn't that bad. That was so, I mean, realistically, my, mine was probably like a 75 to 80 second clip. I just had to uh, read it a little bit quicker. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Hey, I hey, like that little guy. Before yes. you go on, of course, for folks who don't know, is that <clears throat> this Red Stooling Hunter is... So, Jams, what's special about Red Stooling Hunter? Is this going to be in the existence set? Yeah, that, so that's what I uh, I bid on the Petraea one, um, where we get a select one of ours from that orbital to put into the existence set. So this was this was the one I wanted. And uh, it, it, it was the only one in my collection that I was like, I have to have in the first one. I have to have in the first one. Um, besides Market of the Lost Wonders, but I had already found out about that. And you can send in land anyway. So it was an easy choice for me. Very nice. 
very cool. I like him. I like him a lot. He's very cool. I'm a fan. Thank um, you. Okay. <laughs> All right, Slappy. Who's who's that? We have Cloud. Yep, you had Cloud, who was making fun of Jam. So, yep, he's up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Cloud. Who is? But introduce us to your your wonder. All right. So this is the Cloud Primordial. Surprise, surprise. All right, you ready, Slappy? No, I want to get. And actually, while I get the picture, put it into spaces, and then go back and start the, um, and start the uh, clock. Jen, why don't you ask him? Which is the name? If you, did you pick up Jen on the name of his? I did. I I did, but I didn't want to interrupt him as he was getting ready to do the sixty-second <laughs> well, sprint marathon. We, we, He's we got to, a lot of text here. Yeah, we need to keep <laughs> ten seconds. So please do interrupt. Okay. Him. All right. So yes, I am very curious, Cloud. <laughs> the cloud primordial was that one that you minted, traded, bought. What's think, the story there? I traded for this. Um, I believe it was Alpha had it, and I saw it, and I was like, "That one just has to be mine." I, I feel like it needs to be in my collection. So went and luckily Alpha was willing to to make a deal, and here it is. So I'm excited. That's, about that's it. very. Yeah, that's very cool. It absolutely found the, the perfect home. So, Jen, now pinned at the top of the spaces if folks want to look there. And and uh, I have the air horn ready to go. All right. All right, it's all you. The Cloud Primordial. In the mystical realm of Falwyn, where the boundaries between the material world and the ether planes blur, there exists an enigmatic being known as the Cloud Primordial. This whimsical spirit of the skies is believed to be the embodiment of the very existence of clouds, weaving the ever-changing tapestry that adorns the heavens above. Long before the dawn of mortal civilization, when the world was still young and untamed, the Cloud Primordial emerged from the mist of creation. Born from the union of elements of air and water, it came into existence as a shimmering entity of boundless energy and infinite potential. As the eons passed, the cloud primordial roamed the skies of Thalwyn, its presence ever shaping the very fabric of the atmosphere. With every gentle breeze and swirling gust, it wove intricate patterns of clouds, painting the heavens with vibrant hues and ever-shifting forms. From fluffy cumulus castles to wispy, curious dragons the cloud primordial creations knew no bounds reflecting its boundless imagination and playful spirit though largely unseen by mortal eyes the cloud primordial's influence on the world below is profound its clouds provide shelter from the scorching sun nourishing rain to quench the thirst of the earth and inspiration to poets artists and dreamers alike it whispered secrets to the wind and danced among the storm clouds a silent guardian watching over the land with benevolent eyes I'm not even going to try the rest. <laughs> How much time does he have left, Slappy? <laughs> he was going to give me all the time oh. I needed, it sounds like. I know. I was that felt, <laughs> that felt like a really long minute. That felt like a really long I minute. Know. I think our, our moderator may have uh, fallen asleep on the uh, mute button. It, it's amazing so that too. the radish bump that the, the minute became a little bit longer. I had more. I had more. But I figured I'd cut it off there. <laughs> well, that, that was very good. I, oh. Are you there, Sloppy? I, I am. Yeah. I, I am here. 
I was looking for a snoring. I was looking for the snoring sound function since uh, Champs is saying that I'm falling asleep on my moderating duties. <laughs> what happened to the horde? Uh, well, as I was mentioning, he actually finished it right at as it was going off, contrary to what oh, James said. James okay. is going to go back and listen to this replay and he's going to time cloud now. He's going to time it. <laughs> I, I'm on to this radish cabal over here. <laughs> oh my gosh, Dob. Mm -hmm. uh, so, all right. Well, that was very cool. I like him too. And I like him too. I think uh, oh. we've gotten, um, according to Hen, is uh, he's going to come on up, which is I've invited him to speak. Uh, we'll see if we can get him up. Oh, and True Blue Ninja is that he's in the audience. He's got one in, in the competition as well. And I don't see, no, looking at the other ones, Rommel, I think it was going to be unable to make it up here. So I think if we don't get, um, according to Hen, um, popping up on stage or Vronman or Ninja popping up on stage, maybe Jen will turn to one of the ones that you're going to be reading for. Okay. Hey, and uh, Jen, can I make one point about Ben's snarky remark? Is that, did we allow Cloud to read his twice? I'm just asking. I don't know what is like that. What <laughs> is allowed, like allowed or fourth? <laughs> I, I, did, I did not hear me jumping up and down with the request to read that a second time. <laughs> The point is, you had favoritism. Oh my gosh! You love to have me back on uh, speaker roll, huh? Slap. <laughs> according, according to Hen is up on stage. This is going to take me about an hour to get all four of his pictures up. I'm kidding. I don't, it'll just take a second, Jen. But give me ten seconds to get. Uh, Hen. Okay. Hello there, according to Hen. How's it going? Can you guys hear me? Yes. Perfect. All right. Um, I'm going to have to cut mine short, but I kind of incorporated. I had a few that were in Umbra theme, so I kind of incorporated uh, four of them into kind of one backstory. So I thought it'd be kind of uh, cool to do that, but I think I'm only going to get through half of it. So probably only two will be referenced in here. But just let me know, and, okay. I'll, and I'll start. Okay. Well, until Slappy tells me he's he's ready. So yeah, I'm just I just I just put his images in the chat, and okay, they're pinned to the top of the screen. And so I know Ben's worried about me falling asleep. So we have, you know, what I'd be curious to know is, you know, Kisher and Rommel are listening. And I'm curious what they're thinking about some of the narrative, like if any of it's close, Jen, to what they're Because, right, these characters speak to you. But not, I, I can't imagine. Yes. Wildly off. I mean, if you look at According to Hen, it, she's like, I mean, all right, we'll let According to Hen un unwrap this because you look at his four images and it definitely tells you a story, right? Yes, absolutely. All right. All right. We, we're ready, ready to go? Okay. Hit it. Okay. In the shadow records of Umbra Theme's history, the name Morgrath the Dam looms like a specter of dread. Once a mortal of humble origin, his ascent to power was swift and ruthless, fueled by a thirst for dominion that knew no bounds. Claiming the throne of Umberthim with a brutal coup, Morgrath Ru was marked by an iron-fisted grip that tightened with each passing year. From the imposing heights of the Dark Tower, he ruled over his realm with a reign of terror, his decrees laced with malice and cruelty. But it was a faithful knight bathed in the shadows of the Dark Tower that sealed Morgrath's destiny. Desperate to cement his rule and defy the creeping specter of mortality, he had a pact with ancient forces of unfathomable darkness, trading his soul for the curse of eternal life. From that moment forth, Morgrath became bound to the shadows, his flesh twisted and tainted by the foul magic that sustained him. 
mortality once coveted now weighed upon him like a laden shroud for he had found himself condemned to existence devoid uh, devote devoid of light and warmth forever imprisoned <laughs> in the dark confines of the dark tower yeah you know what he got the alarm not because he was at a 60 seconds jam but because he couldn't say devoid no i'm just kidding it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> i gotta practice more sorry <laughs> so jen jen did were you i was surprised according to hen you listened to his voice I love the fact he clearly is, I, I don't want to just come off as superficial, into it. Like, he is in character reading that, wasn't he, Chen? <laughs> yes. Yes. I love listening to you. I, like I, I said, I read slow and I'm a horrible reader out loud. So I love when I hear people that actually, you know, have the intonations and the, you believe what they're saying and everything. It's very cool. That was a very cool story. Well, yeah. apologize. I missed the 60 second mark. So uh, maybe I'll share the rest of it later or something. Well, no. So that for that's a great segue, according to Hen. So at radishdigital.com slash WOTF clash is the entire narrative that everybody submitted. Whether you got through it in 60 seconds, it's listed there. So people can see the artwork. They can see you can click on the images and take you to the OpenSea link to learn more about that character. But also the narrative is there. So we're going to get the voting up on that page as well. Okay, perfect. Who's uh, who's well, next up in line? Well, I will say this is Petrarca has to come up on stage, but I did not see a Petrarca submission unless I'm... Uh, he's up here, Jen. You might want to see. Maybe he's going to read for someone else. Okay. Hello, Petrarca. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? <laughs> Can you hear me? Not too bad. How are you? Oh, you know, just cleaning out my old house. People are moving in. I'm getting sad. No. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, no, these guys are awesome reading their stuff here. I was just, uh, you know, Slappy was giving uh, props to according to Hen, but I think all of them have been just uh, incredible with their enthusiasm and, uh, you know, stories. So. Just wanted to uh, to say hello and, and give these guys props because I have gotten nowhere near developing any stories for my people. And I mean, I definitely love my characters too. So, well, oh, very cool. Thank you for that. And Jen, I I will admit when Ben called me out on cloud, it's not a radish. It's not a radish favoritism. Actually. I will admit, sometimes when I'm behind the scenes doing everything, checking message, everything else, sometimes I actually listen to the show completely and I get lost as an audience member. So, yes, Ben, I might have been listening to Cloud's story and completely <laughs> and maybe taken my eye, one of the 10 tabs I have up because I listened to it. So this time with Hen, I had one eye, one ear to Hen and one eye on the, the top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is hard. It's hard. Just no love for the man. Just no it is. love for him. It What's is. up it's, with that? Uh, <laughs> it's very. It's very hard to do seventeen uh -huh. screen. You can click in between different things and try. Yeah, mute, unmute, blah blah. blah. Yes, I do not envy you. Uh, you know, I have I, hard enough time I, on my own. I think that's just really, really disrespectful, Slappy. I mean, come on. You know, how many times you're like, pay attention to me, listen to what I have to say. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going back to work, yes. but I'm I'm enjoying listening to you guys. So, <laughs> All right, thanks for coming up on stage. All right, and Jen, I just yep, put up. Uh, thanks, thanks, uh, uh, Petrarca. Jen, I just put um, 
in the chat is that I'm putting up Rockatech. He came through with a late mission at 1130 and it's now shared to the space. And he's the one at the bottom of the page, Jen, if you go to it. So if you want to read Thrain okay. Iron Hammer. Oh, Thrain Iron Hammer. Okay. Yep. Uh, this is Rockatech. I don't oh, think good. this is one. I, this is one I haven't read before. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Oh yeah. Let me get that part ready. Uh, yep. As soon as you start talking, I'll go. Okay. Uh, Thrain Iron Hammer in the epic of Thrain, the esteemed leader of the Iron Hammer clan began in the lava fields of Magma Fount. There, the young battle-hardened dwarf encountered the colossal magma demon, Cambor, and the two battled for a grueling eight days. In an act of desperation and sensing the veil of death drawing near, Thrain unleashed a desperate flurry of blows against the cliffside between the two. The cliffs gave way to the flowing lava below, and the mighty Cambor tumbled into the flames. Where the sheer wall had once stood now revealed a narrow tunnel with a faint glowing light drawing Thrain in even deeper. In the depths, Thrain discovered the spell echoes of the Forgotten and emerged with the full wisdom of Sulfara's past. Upon his return, narrow a dwarf, human nor demon, could challenge Iron Hammer clan mastery. Damn it! Of the brimstone heart of Sulfara! Dang, nebbit. <laughs> All right. I, I got close. I tried. Oh, Jen. So, Jen, that was great. She had six words left and she, <laughs> she hit it. Jen, that was great, though. You were great reading that. I was, no, I don't like doing that. <sighs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Who do we want to hit next is that we have... We can't get Vrodman in the audience to come up and Ninja doesn't want to read his. Galileo's trying to get off. Um, he's multitasking right now, so he might come up and read his as well, Jen. But do you want to just go... Let's see. We could go to Akuma no Kenshi. I was going to say, we can do that. I was just scrolling up. We'll do that one. Okay. And so we're going to go ahead and get that one in. And that one is... Let's see. I believe that's Rodman's, right? I don't, I don't know. Okay, hold on a second and I'll double check that. But let me get it to the okay. chat. And so... Okay. I'm very impressed so far. All these stories are amazing. Actually, Rodman, if you want to give a th thumbs up so I don't have to go look at another tab, but I'm pretty sure. And Jen, look to see for the thumbs up while I'm posting this, this artwork. But I think that's his. No thumbs up from him? No thumbs up. Okay. He may be unsummables. All right. Um, sorry, I had not hit reply once I hit post. Okay, so we there we go. It should be, folks should see it um, right now. Is that of course we're going to be talking about Akuma no Kenshi, which is interesting. Is that some of the language, Jen, from seeing these submissions? It really gives you a sense for the different cultures. And I will say, Rommel's in the audience, so I don't want to share it. I finally found one name I don't like. <laughs> and I was like, I almost want to say, like, hey, there's there's how many thousands of these? But I will say, I found one name I don't like. I do like Akuma no Kenshi, 
because it does remind me of Matata a little bit. That's what I was going to say. I forgot Matata. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So in in no way, shape, or form. Does right. the the actual art and character oh. remind you of Akuma Matata? <laughs> yeah. How, how funny would it be if the story you're about to read us has anything to do with that? All right. Anyway, it's it's What's posted it? at the top. People are clearly here. The artwork we're talking about, incredible artwork. And again, you know, for folks who didn't hear, I was at the live uh, first game beta test, and the one thing you heard over and over again from folks is the artwork. They love the artwork, and so what's great is. You know, the art is what hooks people in. And the people who played that day, they stayed. They stayed an hour and a half past when it ended. So the art pulls them in. The game mechanics keeps them there. Keeps them there. So, Jen, it's just I'm very bullish on the Wonders game because it's just the artwork and the mechanics. They're working seamlessly together. And it's just such a great marketing and, and practical uh, symbiotic relationship. But whenever you're yeah, ready for Yeah, that's fantastic. Kid, Okay, perfect. Akuma no Kenche. So, Akuma no Kenche, the devil of Sofara. Wielding the mighty sword of misfortune, Akuma was once considered as an evil spirit, has emerged as one of the greatest demonic leaders within the clans of Sofara. The tales say all in the presence of his fiery harbinger are either brutally slain or driven mad by getting a glimpse of their own demise. Master of pain, bringer of misery, Akuma the malevolent should not be trifled with. Wow, 29 seconds. Great. And that was... Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> when you read that, I mean, if folks were looking at the artwork here pinned to the X spaces, I, you were describing this guy. I think that... Yeah, it's very, it's very cool. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, that was very well written to... You feel that for when you're looking at, looking at him. Ooh, and actually, you want to know what's funny? Is I think that's Rodman, but it's funny when you click on it, it says owned by Akuma Shelzy. So the person actually changed their OpenSea name to to oh. incorporate Akuma into it. Nice. Yes. And so I'm pretty sure that that's, yes, that is, uh, that's Rodman. So, and of course, I used to call him Rodman, by the way. You think with all the MJ fans we have in block packs, it's not. He, he told me the funny story. It's not Rodman. It's Rodman. There's a difference? Yeah, Rodman, Rodman. You had the V on to the front. Rodman. Oh, V. I couldn't yep. hear it when you were saying it. Sorry, Got it. Rod, Rodman. All right. So that Rodman. was... Rodman. Got it. Akuma no Kenshi. All right. And let's see. I will say that I see Joel, Yo-Yo 909 in the audience. So I'm mad at Joel for not submitting anything. Joel the other day was telling me, Joel, what are you up to, eight pages? He is weaving an incredible story. And for Joel not to submit one of them is that, Joel, if you can get on here, just shoot me the OpenSea link. I'll share the artwork. It's a little last minute. But if you want to get on and read for 60 seconds to give a tease. And that's, Jen, also partly what we were thinking. Some people, like Akuma, clearly were tailoring it to get it under 60 seconds. Other people just love their story and they didn't want to stop at 60 seconds. And that's not a bad thing, right? If folks want to just tease and just leave it on, leave us hanging on that, on that moment, you know, to hear more. Yes, Absolutely. All right. This is, just the, this is just the beginning. So speaking of the beginning is this is the beginning for you. We're going to go ahead and put up Mor- Morgana Widowmaker. Morgana. Mor- oh, it's Morgana. That's how I say it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why do you know it's Morgana and I don't? 
uh, I don't know, because isn't that the in all the fairy because, tales and everything else? It's Morgana. <laughs> no, because it's yours. That's what you said. Because it's yours. It's not, but that's the funny thing. It's not mine. It's what? my holy grail that I have yet to acquire. So Alpha this is the one I. No, what? Alpha does not have it. Who does? No, Logan. Logan Smythe has it. Who is? Or Smith. I don't know. I keep DMing him over and over and he doesn't get back to me. Well, I'm interested to hear the story that you're going to give us on this one. I hope there's a lot of yearning because it sounds like that's what you have for Morgana. So whenever you're ready to go, we'll get that 60 second timer going. Okay. In Umberthene's underworld, Morgana Widowmaker Wraith Spire stands as a formidable force within the Orbital Combat Association. Beyond the sanctioned comic cosmic battles, she is the sole architect of clandestine underground fights, intertwining cosmic energies with criminal intrigue. As the, as the exclusive promoter of these shadowy spectacles, Morgana transcends the boundaries of the OCA, wielding influence in both cosmic arenas and the criminal universal class. A striking figure exudes an aura of mystery and allure. Her beauty is as captivating contrast to the shadows she commands, black short hair framing features that conceal both wisdom and enigma. Steel gray eyes, sharp and penetrating, mirror the umbral depths for the realm she navigates. Adorned in a bespoke suit of black ribbed armor, Morgana carries an air of regality, each piece designed to complement her grace and strength. Gold wrist guards accentuate her forearms and subtle touch of opulence in the shadows. Feathers cascade from her shoulders. <laughs> oh, I love you. So, Jen, Jen, I guess the one, and by the way, Galileo's on stage to read his, but one question, Jen, is you want to be Morgana, don't you? I do. I like Morgana. Yeah, I mean, more than any minor, you want to be Morgana. I do, yes. Okay. I would be her. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that was great. That was great, Jen. Again, another great reading and great, great creativity there. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. She is my, she's my queen. I have to find her and get her. I may have to put a bounty out. Yeah, just put, uh, speaking of your next guest on stage, Galileo, is you just need to put him to work because it seems like whenever he wants one particular thing, he gets it. Remember that minor? It took him like 48 minutes to get that minor. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, easy. <laughs> nice. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well, Jen. How are you? Oh, I'm doing okay. Can't complain. I'm glad to hear you're passionate about the search for wonders like a few of us are. Oh, yes, I have. Passion is not something that I am lacking <laughs> in the BP silos. So <laughs> I just, I'm going to get angry soon, though. I to, I'm going to go stop this man. It's a fine line, isn't it? It's such a fine line. Like, it's, it's, yes. it's such a, it's, it's, it's a fun search, though. It's, it is a blast. Yes, absolutely. Wouldn't trade it. So who are you who are you presenting us with today? So I'm not doing um, a baby dragon, which most people thought I would. Um, I'm actually doing a member of the Flamecrest monarchy. So I was pretty excited. I actually picked this one up recently. His name's Harper Flameheart. 
Okay, Slappy, are you ready? I am in a second, but I want to share one. Uh, I won't out the person because they didn't say I could. But somebody DM'd me and said, I'm being pulled into the stories and it's pissing me off. You are cutting them off with that awful sound. Just saying. <laughs> I know this individual and I love him, but I think he's actually being serious that he doesn't want me to cut them off. <laughs> but I can't that he is going to get cut off. But the best part is you can go. And actually, one of the things I was talking about, and I see Rommel's still here. And we're going to be getting to Rommel, which is his his story. But, I, you know, I mentioned to Rommel as well. I was like, dude, if you want to, uh, and actually what I'd love, Jen, is if folks want to take their readings, record themselves, actually video, just them recording it. We'll go ahead and we'll put it up. So for the voting, so we can actually have you reading your whole story and we'll put it there next to your artwork and we can just have it, you know, streaming the YouTube click clip we'll we'll flesh that out afterwards but so for ninja who wants to hear because you're you're about to hear an eloquent speaker who has a very good script and i'm just trigger warning you he is going to get the the alarm so just prepare for (laughs) (laughs) so whenever you guys are ready oh i'm so nervous it's like an uncomfortable pause. Like, I don't want to start too late. Like, it's such an intimidating sound. Um, okay, Slappy, just give me like, you, you know how, you know how um, X has that 10 second pause at the end of your recordings? Just, just, <laughs> just, no. just give me that 10 second window, please. Right. Well, again, if I get lost in your story, you'll get more than that. <laughs> uh, Okay, okay, here we go. All right, showtime. Harper was captivated by volcanoes and as a boy was standing at the rim of a caldera where he slipped and fell thousands of feet, plunging into molten lava in sure death. However, days later, Harper was discovered unharmed at the foot of the volcano by Sir Jack Firestrike of the Flamecrest Monarchy. Sir Jack noticed ancient markings on his chest glowing a fiery orange. So he took young Harper into Flamecrest to raise and guide him. It was unmistakable that Harper was chosen and possessed by Sulfera. As Harper grew older, his passion for finding treasure within the volatile landscape of Sulfera became his life's meaning. His knowledge and instincts for geological discovery exposed his rare gift. Harper's early expedition produced the richest deposits of precious gems and metals and obsidian revealed in Sulfera history. These deposits catapulted the monarchy to orbital prominence while landing Harper as a member of the monarchy. He was given the name Flameheart, the royal geologist. Oh, you had nailed it. Nailed it. (laughs) Well, we we should say, Jen, is that actually Galileo, there's um, there's more. Right. And we have that listed on the site. Right. There's there's there is more. But I, I stopped. Yes. Yes. So if, yes, he if, knew his sixty-second limit. Right, but he. So if people want to hear more of this story, which was very Jen, that was very compelling, wasn't it? It was. So they can, and, I lo- and and the fa- and it's it's the way he delivered it. That's yeah. what I love the most: hearing everyone deliver their own stories. That's so cool. Yeah. So uh, Jen, I'm curious if Galileo, Galileo, I I know you were multitasking, so how much you could pay attention, but did any of the other stories pull you in? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, even the way that they're being read, they're pulling you in. I mean, it's the, um, I, I, by the way, I love I, Iron Hammer. Like that, that story is really cool. I like that one. 
Uh, I was listening there. I also was able to catch a little bit of B-Jams. And uh, boy, the colorful language he used with that colorful character was just perfect. And then the Akuma story was so concise, but painted a perfect picture as you looked at it. So yeah, I mean, people are killing it. Oh, you you want concise? You haven't heard Locos yet. That's coming up. Oh yeah, that's yeah, I, that one. That I, one's the I best. read it. <laughs> I I laughed loudly in my office when I saw that. <laughs> and, and I did. I did ask him, "Are you sure?" And he said, "Just read it." So um, <laughs> maybe I'll go on to. <clears throat> I'll I'll read Rommel's now. Do the sixty seconds, and you'll have to time me. Oh, I have to. Oh, by God, pressure! How am I going to do that? Okay, I'm going to count on my fingers. <laughs> All right, wait. <laughs> I had to bring up my timer now. God dang. All right, and so you can see the colorless crystal at the top of the screen. And I love the fact that Rommel, Rommel posted in Wonders Discord like earlier today. He goes, I was trying to give it away. Nobody would take this thing. So I figured I would give it a story. God bless these artists. You know, I think Aleo, if she's not ready, I probably could start reading. And then by the time she gets the timer, I just whatever, that starts at 60 seconds. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the colorless crystal. When gods cry. Their tears fill oceans, but when mortals weep, they drain the essence of their soul. The boundless expanse is a dangerous place, even for the star weaver knights who protect it. Yet many brave the ever-changing landscape in search of treasures. One of those many things is a colorless crystal. They are devoid of color, yet full of limitless potential. Even though they have taken shape, they are a vessel for the formless energies of the universe, a true paradox of nature that should not exist, yet does. On a planet abandoned by time, a young star weaver knight, accompanied by a luminal mage, journeyed under a sky of azure draped over the amethystine landscape. They hastened through a glade of towering crystal spires, the air sweet with the scent of vanilla and lavender emanating from the translucent stones. You know this could go badly for you, asked Star Wielder, his tone laced with concern. It is the way of my people, and it is a right I have earned said Vulpecula. Yet, <sighs> yet in seeking this, yet in seeking this you, but you won't be you anymore. Yet in seeking this you, but you won't be you anymore. I will be who I was. <laughs> Am I cut? Yes, you're cut. All right. Sorry. Uh, and actually, I, so my apologies is that I had to there was enough script. I had to scroll down and my mouse is on the fritz right now. So it scrolled back up and I had to get back down. I lost my spot. And it's like, not to mention the pressure of reading for Rommel, like talk about, talk about nervousness, Jen, is like, I mean, I'm reading Rommel's script. That was kind of nerve wracking. I, yeah, glad it wasn't me. All right. So what I loved about this Galileo and Jen is that he actually put in dialogue and I was just getting into the dialogue. So, of course, folks who are going to be able to, after the show, not now, but go to radishdigital.com slash WOTF clash, and they can see all of the rest of it. So, yeah. and I, my, my favorite thing with this is that it's actually, right, it's an actual crystal. So yep. it's an object. It's not, a per, everything else has been a character or, a, you know, a creature or something, right? I'm pretty sure this is the first 
that's your non-human thing. That's your job to pay attention to the guests. My job is just to do everything up. Excuse me. I am correct. I'm scrolling down. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, the cloud is alive. Everything else has been alive. Alive, 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 alive. Yes, that is the first essentially non-alive object that has a whole story around it with the, and I do like the the whole dialogue and that there is something else weaved around it. Okay. And so Jen, we'll, when we queue up, the, so I have locos all set to go, so we won't take a pause here, but when I'm getting the next one ready, you can mention the spaces that's starting at one o'clock today regarding the lost miners. But why don't you, I've gone ahead and I've got locos all set up. It's, yeah. it's for everybody to look, it's in the space. And so go ahead and take a look at that. And Jen, why don't you read the story that Loco prepared for us? Okay. I think it's Sol- Solomon Great Eagle. Is that how you'd say it? Solemn. 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 Like that. Solemn Great Eagle. And by the way, in, in defense of Jen, again, <clears throat> we did not have our usual walkthrough on the show. So this is all happening. This is kind of whose line is it anyway? We're just making it a lot of it up as we go ahead. So there's been read through. So Jen, God bless okay. you. Okay. Sol- solemn great eagle. Okay. Quote. It's an eagle. End quote. <laughs> I love how you added the quote so people didn't <laughs> think you were saying it's an eagle. <laughs> I love Loco. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, that was it. Simple to the point. I don't it. it it is an eagle. All right. And okay. uh, we have, uh, uh, by the way, ninjas in here, but I, I, he must be busy and unable to come up on stage. I was holding out hope. So I will get his pin. But do you want to just mention the um, the space that's happening? Or if you didn't have a chance to catch up, I can do it. What, if you know it, please mention it. Um, I know a piece of it. I know uh, you can add on to it. I know who I'm trying to find it in the break room. Well, and I was pinned. Yep. And so I I will say is that uh, so somebody who who covers, I mean, she has a moderate amount of followers, right? She has like 14,000, which isn't a tremendous amount, but it's it's definitely it's a decent amount is that let let me back up. 14,000 is a lot more than most of us have. So let me pay proper due respect to that. And she recently she's all things about the blockchain and nfts and i'm not sure what caused her and it'd be great to actually hear what caused her and it's uh von mac underscore so v-o-n-m-a-k underscore von mac underscore and she's going to talk about the lost miners today but when people woke up today jen right people were saying hey what happened to the floor of the miners somebody just did something and i'm not sure if it's been tied together but i'm assuming it's either her or it's somebody she's associated with or her getting the word out right that might have caused that that is interesting yeah because when we were talking about it earlier we were trying to see who that that newcomer that wallet was the right, NFT. <laughs> and so she's going to talk about the lost miners. Hey, and you know, she's talking about the blockchain. So if you're interested, obviously, in wonders of miners for the provenance, you definitely want to listen to what she has to say. And that's starting at one o'clock. We hope you stay with us because, of course, you can catch your replay. You can tune in line and then catch the what you miss. But we don't want people to run away right now. Let's certainly get to True Blue Ninjas. Uh, his his one, Silas. Deep Scar. And he has been writing dialogue and lore for Silas Deep Scar since basically he got Silas. So I'm excited for you to read it for him, Jen. 
Oh, I am? That wasn't on my list you gave me. Dang, nab it. I can do it if you want. I, I actually, to be honest, I that list I I don't have in front of me. So I can read it if you want. You ready to give me my 60 seconds? Yes, I'm ready to give you your 60 seconds. Silas Deepscar. In the mystical realm of Thalwin, beneath the expansive skies and mighty oceans, lies the abyssal azure depths, a tidecrest land territory boasting deep azure waters teeming with mysterious marine life. In this submerged kingdom, a formidable, a formidable figure known as Silas Deepscar emerges from the shadows of the coral landscape. Scarred by battle, Silas Deepscar is a shark humanoid warrior whose very presence tells tales of survival and ferocity. Born in the heart of the abysmal azure depths, he grew up navigating the intricate coral formations, honing his skills in combat against the myriad creatures that dwelled in the deep. Silas's strength and resilience were tested repeatedly, leaving him marked by the harsh realities of the underwater world. As a guardian of the abyssal azure depths, Silas Deepscar dedicated his life to protecting the sacred waters and the unique ecosystem thriving within it. His loyalty to the Tidecrest land runs deep, forged through countless battles against intruders seeking to exploit the mystical resources hidden beneath the waves. Silas's journey is a testament to the enduring spirit of Thalwin, a realm where the sea of... <laughs> Good use of that sound Time's up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was awesome. And it's like, I mean, when he, he talks about the scars on the human shark, is that, uh, yeah, I mean, you can really see it, can't you? Yeah, that, this one's very cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, that's neat. I, I'm actually going to get up uh, Legends up next. And it, Legends is, I, I, it's, I, you know, I can't believe I haven't seen Legend mention this one before, but this name I absolutely love. I mean, when your name is Crimson Reaver, the Bloodline Ender, I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's let's hear what Legend wrote for us to he hear, and I I'll, I'll go ahead and read this one. But I mean, you kind of know where Crimson Re Reaver is going to go, right? Yeah, she's amazing too. Yeah. I think I think her and Morgana could be very good friends. Ooh. All right. Well, let's see if Morgana's mentioned here. All right. Crimson Reaver, the bloodline ender. In the dark annals of history, where shadows intertwine with the secrets of the night, there exists a legend feared even by the most ancient of vampires. The tale of Crimson Reaver, the bloodline ender. Crafted not by mortal hands, but by the whispers of destiny itself, Chris, Crimson Reaver is more than just a blade. She is a living testament to the undying will of humanity forged for one singular purpose, the annihilation of the undead scourge that preys upon the innocent. Her edge, honed to a razor's precision, sings a haunting melody as it cuts through the very fabric of night. Forged from the fires of vengeance and tempered in the blood of countless battles, she thirsts not for the crimson lifeblood of mortals, but for the ichor that sustains the cursed existence of the undead. Each swing of Crimson Reaver is a symphony of chaos, a dance of death that echoes through the darkest corners of the world. With every strike, she carves a path of destruction through the vampire's unholy ranks, leaving naught but ash and bone in her wake. But beware, for those who dare to wield her power tread a perilous path, for though Crimson Reaver may grant victory over the darkness, I, I, I the price. That's it? I'm done? Yes. All right. Well, I didn't hear you. you didn't go, ah, ah, ah. I did. <laughs> I All don't right. know why you don't hear me. Okay. All right. And then I think um, maybe the last one, and I'll have you read it. Hawkman was in here earlier. 
but looks like he had to go. And this one is going to be the gentle giant, or as he calls him, the terror-bound giant. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a long one. I think there's <laughs> weird spelling mistakes, so hopefully I don't screw it up too bad. Did you say weird spelling mistakes? Yeah, there's like weird punctuation in places. I try uh, my best. And he also uses, not that I'm, <clears throat> but he uses a not nice word. Hopefully I won't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The t- Terrabound Giant, whenever you're ready, Jim. I couldn't think, I couldn't breathe, and I certainly couldn't move. What the hell was that? Presumably sedient, gigantic beast. The shoulder armor alone was the size of my body. What possibly could be in that utility belt? Wires and tubes snaked its way throughout the chest plate, which likely had many functions. What was it possibly going to battle? Since coming to the Petraea Petraea orbital world, I have felt lost and alone. I thought I could take on any new adventure and come out rich with Petraea credits, with a lifetime of stories to tell my grandchildren. Now, though, I feel like a solitary ant moving in squiggly lines, trying to find safety from a salt storm. I come from a world of magic with a touch of off-world retro tech sprinkled in. This world screamed tech, and that scream clenched my heart greater than anything ever had. So far, I hadn't embraced tech. Instead, I became... Dang. Nice reading, Jen. I feel bad. It wasn't even like a third of the way through his story. You you shouldn't feel bad. People can read the rest. Radishdigital.com slash W-O-T-F clash. By the way, I will say I saw Legend hop in here. I know he said he was busy. Oh, looks like he hopped in and hopped out. All right, I was going to give him a chance to read it. But Jen, I know we're at the hour mark and that's the last one we had. I, I, so Jen, this was the first time we did this. It was kind of cool. What do you, I, I'm, we, you and I talked earlier today. Maybe we'll do this again, huh? Yeah, I think we'll definitely do this again. This was very, very cool. I love listening to everyone's story and then having them read it makes it all that much, you know, better and, you know, more pulled together and from the heart. And this was great. Yeah, I know. And I, and I actually own um, somebody in Galileo's story and it's, I love, it's hard, right? Now it's like, you know, you've read the book, you go see the movie and you're like, I just not believable because I read the book and this is who the character is and I just don't see him this way. And so it's hard with Galileo. It's like, now I'll never be able to see Sir Jack Firestrike as maybe the the only, only way I had because dang it, Galileo is too good of a writer and, and speaker that now Sir Jack Firestrike, I have an image in my head and I'm going to have to go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think Jen, that's about it. I know that other space is starting at one, so I'll turn it over to you for what, however you want to wrap this one up. And and just uh, Jen, I will say we'll go ahead. We'll get the voting instructions out to folks here uh, in the next couple of days. Okay, perfect. No, I just wanted to um, thank everyone uh, for submitting their their stories and uh, using their voices to bring to life all of their characters and their creativity. Um, it's been really cool to to be part of this. Um, and so as my sign off, I said, uh, the final curtain falls on our wonders contest. And again, thank you to everyone who shared their extraordinary wonders and the captivating tales that brought them to life. Just remember the magic doesn't end here. 
The wonders have left an indelible mark on the tapestry of our collective imagination. May these stories continue to ripple through the cosmos, inspiring new chapters of the grand saga of wonders of the first. I've been your guide through this mystical journey, Silo Sensei Gen Con. It has been an honor to explore the realms of wonder with you. Until our paths cross again in the next chapter, keep dreaming, keep wondering, and may your stories be forever etched in the lore of our cosmic tales. And as we end with our corny joke, I only know 25 letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week with our new silo. You've been listening to BPX Break Room, which is broadcast live each Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern in Twitter spaces at Radish Digital. That's digital with a J. I've been your host, Discord user Jen Khan, and I wanted to thank today's co-host and you, the listener. A special thanks to those in the audience who raised their hand and came up on stage, helping to make BPX the best community in Web3. BPX is a community built for collectors by collectors. That's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.